Hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of the SoxCast. I am joined today by two very awesome people from Joymasher, uh, Danilo Diaz. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Danilo Diaz. Yeah, thanks. Danilo Diaz. And, um, oh man, I'm, I'm going to get this one wrong, I guarantee it. Uh, Thais Whaler? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I nailed it! Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so we're here today and we're going to talk about like Joy Masher. We're going to talk about game design in general. Just kind of like, hey, whatever you guys want to shoot the shit about, like I am totally uh, on board with. But I got a bunch of questions here, both for myself, from uh, some people in the community. And, uh, you know, just uh, keep it loose. You know, we're not Trust me, with a name like the Soccast, we're not professionals here, so <laughs> you're allowed to swear if you want. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, so how are you two doing? Like, how's things going over there? Well, uh, we're just moving for to another part of the country, right, Thais? It's like um, um, eight hundred thousand kilometers. Yeah. We were in the top north of Brazil, and now we are in the deep south. Yeah. That's a big well, move. We're like in the Amazon forest. Yeah, yeah. Literally in the Amazon forest. Now we we are in the south part of Brazil, so. where it's cold and, and sometimes snows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do winters get especially bad there? Oh, no, no. Nothing like America. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not so cold, but... Yeah, sometimes it hits the zero Celsius, but uh, that's the most of it. I uh, I, I envy you so much right now. <laughs> well, move to Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds like I need to make a move. <laughs> With your dollars here, you're going to be like a king. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so, um, let's see. Let's start things off nice and light. So, um, it's January. We just got through with 2016. And I was wondering, um, do the two of you have any games of the year from last year uh, that stuck out? Um, mm, like... We generally don't play games as they come out. Mm -hmm. We are like these weird creeples that just play games when we feel like it. Oh yeah, definitely, like, definitely. Like for instance, yesterday I was playing Botanical. Oh, that's that, a good game. Good game. Yeah, it's a great game, but that's the first time I'm playing it, and it's like from I don't know 2013. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we don't play anything in order. Uh, which game from past year did you like? Um, I think maybe Dark Dark Souls Three, but uh, I couldn't play it yet. I was playing Dark Souls Two: Scholar of First Sin. So this <laughs> is your game from two thousand six. Yeah. Oh, that's that's absolutely fine because the way that we do like our game of the year podcasts and stuff, like we never like my games of the year are almost always like four or five years old too. So mm -hmm. that's perfectly fine. Like I'm with you. Like we're in the same boat there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, also uh, just recently, uh, do you two know about awesome games done quick? 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how do you feel about uh, the speedrunning community? Because I know that Onikin, uh, it had a good deal of speedrunning going on. Like, I think the current world record for that game is 17 minutes. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. And when Odalis came out, I know that 100% uh, speedrunning that yes. game was a thing. Uh, do either of you actively uh, involve yourself with speedrunning? Uh, do you think you could beat Odalis? Or do you think you could beat Onikin in 17 minutes? Well, uh, I'm I'm sure that I I cannot beat Odikin in 17 minutes. <laughs> it, it's a hard task. Like uh, I've played Odikin a lot because I have to test it and, and try to, to search for bugs and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I cannot do that. I I, I like uh, I see people doing that and I'm very impressive. Like holy shit, you can do that in this game. Whoa. And I coded the game, so it's really creepy. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I'm actually really bad at doing things fast. I always think it's amazing how people play games fast and how amazing they do it. Mm-hmm. And I think Danilo is downplaying it in what he does. Is that every time he's designing a level, there are a lot of decisions that he does based on the speedrunner community. Yeah. Sometimes I tell him things like, oh, you should make, I don't know, like random items. And he said, no, the speedrunning community doesn't like uh, random random items. So we are going to not use random items in no place that is important for the the flow of the game, for instance. Oh, so you could like always find the same items like every time. Yeah, that's a really cool uh, uh, design decision. I know like, like something like Axiom Verge has a specific speedrunner mode where they like mm-hmm. they take out the randomization uh, and things. So that 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 kind of stuff's really cool. I kind of think it's really cool when developers kind of cater to speedrunners and stuff. And yeah, yeah. And like uh, uh, now we're releasing uh, Oniken again for uh, GOG, mm-hmm. uh, good games. And the first thing that I, I like fix it in the game, like uh, I made an update to the game, it was to remove all random drops to make Onikin uh, like uh, uh, extremely uh, speedrun friendly. Like Ninja Gaiden, where like you're yeah, always yeah, going yeah. to get the, you're always going to get the fire wheel where you get the fire yeah. wheel, things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. I'm glad you mentioned the, uh, the uh, re-release of Onikin. The uh, Onikin... Um, there's a new re- you did an update of that recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us a bit about that. What uh, what all goes? What all went into the uh, the the uh, is it Unbreakable Edition? Yeah, uh, uh, Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Unstoppable Edition. edition. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, uh, uh, first thing uh, I, I think it was this random drops thing that we removed. We put like a uh, pixel drops. Uh, except for like uh, life, we feel low on health. Mm-hmm. Every time you destroy a, uh, a item a box, you receive a, a health drop. But this is like predictable. This will not affect the, the gameplay. <clears throat> and we we done lots of the the art assets of Donikin to to be more like a NES game and less like a old DOS game because. Uh, there, there was certain aspects of Onikin that remember uh, uh, old MS DOS game, and not so much a, 
NES game, so we redesigned those things to make more like Odal. Uh, yeah, because because working within those NES constraints is like there's not a lot of colors to work with there, and yeah, that's yeah. pretty difficult. Uh huh. Uh, so, um, anything else that you did? Uh, I know that, like, you know, you added to, like, uh, like, one scene in particular I remember was, like, my favorite scene with the hover bike and the polar bear, which is, like, uh, the, the greatest action scene in a video game ever, by the way. <laughs> yeah, added, uh, that, that, that got a background added. Uh, any other cool things like that, uh, get thrown in? Oh, yeah, I, I think the final scene we, we also added backdrop, because... During the development of can like uh, me and Pedro, we were doing the artwork and we we're like, oh man, we, we cannot do anything else. We were like tired and we have to work and other stuff. So it's just like a black uh, background. And now I, I could really like digging into it and okay, I will make a really great background. Uh, I'm going to put a lot of details and stuff like that. Uh, I think the hover bike uh, stage in stage two. Uh, do you remember that stage? It's the the second stage of Onikan, second mission. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we added like a cloud uh, scrolling with parallax effect and stuff like that. There's a lot of small details in, in the, the graphics uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth going back and, and playing Onikin again if you haven't. Uh, I believe on Steam, if you already own the game, you get the Unstoppable Edition, correct? Yeah. It's, it's a, a pre-update of Onikin. Yeah, so definitely, like, go check out Onikin again. Like, if you, if, if you didn't get sick of it the first time, that I wouldn't shut up about it. Definitely go give that game another look, because there's definitely been some really cool things uh, uh, kind of retrofitted and added to it, to kind of, you know, kind of in light of uh, Odalis. Um, so, yeah. thinking about that, does do, do you think like Odalis will ever need any kind of update like that, or do you think that game kind of came out the way that you all wanted it to? Really, I think only kind of being the first game in Dreamasher and our first um, own IP, we still were very raw in making games as we wanted, mm -hmm. and now with Odalis. It's not a perfect game. We can see a lot of things that we wanted to change, but not as many as in Onikai. So, I don't know, maybe sometime we need to update yeah. as much as Onikai, but we don't feel the rush that we felt with Onikai. Yeah, Odalus received lots of small updates during the, the, like the, the last year. There was a lot of... Uh, like a veteran mode and lots of small things, small graphical changes and uh, fixes and like uh, tweaks. And because of that, I don't think that Odalus will receive a full like uh, update so soon, but maybe in the near future, I don't know. Cool, cool. So, yeah, definitely go check out Dallas again, too, because obviously yeah. like, they've been kind of hammering away at it over the last year that it's been out. And, mm -hmm. and uh, how did that game do for you guys? Like, it seems that uh, Press Ford has been just, like, really positive. 
Yeah, uh, we, we were like really surprised when we received the the, the, the reviews of Fodalos. Like, whoa, nice! Uh, after two years of development, it's nice to see that people enjoyed our game. It's crazy <coughs> because many good Brazilian games came out that year, yeah. and uh, Brazil doesn't have a very big uh, game development community. But we are a very we know everybody that makes game almost here in Brazil. We are a tight community, and uh, Odalos was the game that actually had the best uh, reviews in that whole year yeah, coming from Brazil. Yeah, Metacritic and stuff like that. And yeah. we got like overwhelmed by this because it's a very niche game. Yeah. Um, Dallas, but we know the audience is very restricted and we felt like crazy happy about that. It was amazing. I think all the praise is well deserved. It's definitely like a game that I think clicked a lot with our community as well. I know a lot of people like name dropped it towards, uh, you know, like when they talked to me, they were like, you know, like this game is pretty good. And I was like, yeah, I, I know <laughs> these guys make good games. They know what they're doing. <laughs> um, um, but, um, oh man, that veteran mode though. You are so mean. <laughs> You're so mean. Ninja is the worst. Yeah, uh, it was like based on Ninja Gaiden Black. When did, did you play Ninja Gaiden Black? Yes. On Black? Yeah. yeah. Love, love those Ninja yeah. Gaiden games. So you 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 know about like uh, when you are playing the harder difficult uh, bosses, I always have help. Like uh, there's a uh, some guys helping the bosses and enemies changed and stuff like that. So yeah. I think it was my my like main uh, my main research was Ninja Guy like. That's a good game to draw inspiration from. I'll say that. Yeah, it was the the, the main inspiration. Cool. So, um, another question about uh, Odalis uh, comes from a community member that wanted to remain anonymous. They were curious <laughs> as to the structure of the game because. Um, Odalis takes place over the course of eight stages. There's like a 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B, things like that. They were curious as if the game was ever more of like a Metroidvania. Like if the entire game were, you know, like just seamlessly connected. Or was that always a design decision to keep things in their own little compact separate stages? Well, uh, at the beginning it was um, uh, like a smaller game to to be honest, uh, it was meant to be divided uh, by stages. Uh, uh, sorry, my English. Uh, oh, it's <laughs> you're perfectly fine. Impressed. But uh, yes, it was meant to be divided by stages. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the beginning, it was like six stages only, oh. and one final stage. You always wanted to divide it in dividing stages, yeah, like. Yeah. Um, Stage structure like Demon's Crest. Yeah. It was the the main inspiration for the game and Demon Souls because Demon Souls also have different stages that you can explore. Yeah. But uh, it's it's not a Metroidvania in in sense like. Yeah, I, I, I think that 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 
that structure can actually really kind of work. I know that, like, the more recent Shantae games have sort of adopted that as well, like, turning away from the whole Metroidvania thing and going more toward just these separate smaller stages that kind of feel more tightly constructed than you can a larger world. Yeah, I think it was better to me work like that because I could use, like, elements of arcade games, like... The auto-scrolling sections, you know? Yeah. You, you cannot do that in a Metroidvania game because uh, you have to go back and you have to, like, make things work like it's a whole world. So if I could make the game, like, separate stages and, and like, small worlds, I, I could do those stuff, like the minecart section and stuff like that. That's why I, I choose to, to treat the game like a, a stage-based game. Yeah, it definitely works better that way. And, like, you can't, like, keep making the player do an auto-scroller, like, you know, yeah. if it's a big open world mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing. So, um, uh, again, glad of Dallas has been such a hit for you guys. You definitely um, deserve it. So, um, I would kind of like to ask you both, because I know you both are big into game design um and i'd kind of like to ask you both like where like what was the first thing you got started on where did you learn to put games together to code like what was like the inspiration to start doing that and like how did you approach it we both had two completely different paths so we know each other since 2003. 2003, uh, yes. 2002, actually. Yeah, 2002. And um, Danilo is actually has a undergraduate degree on architecture. Oh, wow. And I have one in journalism, mm -hmm. which is crazy. And uh, when I personally, when I graduated in journalism. I, saw, I realized that I really enjoy journalism and I think it's a beautiful um, um, work, but I can't do that. I can't talk with a lot of new people. Uh, I can't do a lot of things the journalist needs to do and for me it's just too much stress. So I, start, I started reviewing everything that I love and I realized I love games, but I always thought it was an impossible career path here in Brazil. We never saw many Brazilian developers as we were growing up. Uh, so I decided to actually research games as an academic field. And in Brazil, there was an academic field of uh, game, game design research. So I started that. I started a master degree at uh, São Paulo University, and we live in a very country city, very isolated from the rest of Brazil, and when I started my master, I moved to São Paulo, which is not the capital of Brazil, but is the economical capital of Brazil. Everything happens in São Paulo. And that's when I realized we had a game industry. So that was 2010, I started my master, and I also started working as a game designer in a social 
company, a social game company. You know that Farmville time when everybody was trying to do the next Farmville? Oh yeah, the big uh, like Facebook kind of thing. Yeah, so uh, that's when I started in a company that was a, a wannabe startup that just loaded to 60 employees and then collapsed to 10 <laughs> and <Whoops>. nothing <laughs> Yeah, and nothing ever got released. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's life and natural selection. Everything we did there sucked because <laughs> it had no structure. It had no view of the market. It had no tar It had no target audience. It was just amateurs trying to do a good job, and it was shitty. Mm. But it it's a great opportunity to start understanding the field and to, to start knowing people that did it and to start learning how to do it. And that's how I started. As crappy as it sounds, that's where I started. Hey, we've all got to start somewhere. And also, you spoke to um, journalism. And I kind of want to point our listeners to an article that you published uh, about a week, a week and a half ago uh, called Building Empathy and Self-Healing Game Development as an Awareness and Healing Tool. And oh. I, I absolutely loved that article. And I think that that is something a lot of people overlook when they get into or look at designing games is that games can be a very therapeutic thing. Um, and I just kind of wanted to point people in that direction, seeing as that's kind of something that I've engaged with myself over the last month in creating something that I feel is therapeutic, uh, and has helped me through a lot of things. So like seeing that article pop up, like, you know, a week or so ago was just kind of interesting seeing as that was something I was currently engaging in myself. No, oh, I'm glad you like it. Uh, that article was mainly about a time in my life that I was working for a, a big, big company in the, it's not a big company in the game industry, but a big company, hardware company that was trying to, to make some games. And it was a very stressful time for me. Mm. Um, but that's me. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. Uh, how about you, Danilo? Where, like, how does everything start? Like, how do we go from your start to like creating things like Odalis? Well, uh, for me, it was like um, uh, I was a big fan of video games in general and uh, like uh, old retro games. And uh, during my college, uh, like uh, I, I was in high school, yes, high school. And I, I started to work in small games for myself, like uh, small fan games and trying to understand how to reproduce game mechanics in Clifton Multimedia Fusion. Do, do you know that engine, right? Yeah, yes, I know Multimedia Fusion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, during that time, I was using uh, Multimedia Fusion to, uh, like, uh, reproduce old games and try especially to... Especially Mega Man. Yeah, especially Mega Man games and stuff like that. And when I was already... But I, I never tried to, to make a, a game, like, a, a proper game. And I remember when I was in uh, college, like uh, I was studying ar architecture. Uh, after I finished my, my college degree, uh, I started to, okay, now I'm, I'm working in a big company, architecture company, and I have some spare time. I would, like my, my friend came to me, Pedro, and he was like, hey, uh, what do you think uh, we, we can do a, a, like a, a small retro game? And 
like posting a retro game forum and it will be free to people download and I was like yeah great let's do that uh, I think I can do some pixel art yet because pixel art was a big deal of my life when I was uh, like a teenager but I, I just stopped to do that <laughs> I'm sorry and when uh, like uh, 2012 we no, 2011, we have a, demo, uh, a beta version of Oniken, and Thais was already working in game industry, and she saw the, the beta version of Oniken, and she was like, holy shit, why don't you try to sell it? Why don't you try to put it on Steam? And, well, let, let's, like, publish this. Let's make it like a game. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she was like the, the bad person that try to to make me sell that game and <laughs> I like was like a devil corporate yeah she was like the devil corporate person I was like <laughs> a hippie, like a, a a hippie in a sidewalk making things like hey making games and giving them to people for free <laughs> well sounds like, like that. that turned out well <laughs> yeah yeah thanks to tell you now I, I earned some money making games but yeah <laughs> Now you can pay bills. Yeah, yeah. Now I can pay my bills. Could pay bills and like make games and like that's that's it's great that those two can go hand in hand now, and you don't need like the backing of a big AAA company to do it. Yeah. yeah. See, do you feel that the like your background in architecture like helps you with level design at all? Well, to be honest, no. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, maybe for uh, like if if I'm going to to do a, a realistic game like a Splinter Cell stuff, mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, I think it helped. Uh, it helped you to have a analytic view of flux. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because I remember mm -hmm. you were on on college, and you always want you always started a house or a you know, business environment doing the fluxogram. Of yeah. how people were the, the going flux. to flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you still do that for games. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's right. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe it helps a, a little. Yeah. <laughs> conceptual, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's in conceptual way. That's really cool. That's really cool. So, um, I know that the last time, I don't even know if you remember the last time that I interviewed you, Danilo. It was for an. Uh, it yeah. was for, Oh, you do? You do remember yeah, me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, you talked about uh, being able to go to, like, weekly or bi-weekly game jams. Is that still a thing that you get to do? Well, right now, not so much. Like, uh, uh, we do it at first, but now, like, uh, we, we, we have to spend much time, uh, a lot of time making our own games that... Like and then you know it's a, it's a game gen Nazi. It's <laughs> it's really hard to work with him in game gen because he's super productive and he doesn't want to sleep, but he's also <laughs> super cranky and super awful to everybody around. Yeah, I'm an awful person, so no one wants to to make a game gen with me anymore. So. Oh. <laughs> oh no. I'm like, why, why are you sleeping? We have to finish this. You already slept for four hours. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> so you've been working with Click Team Fusion for the most part, correct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it looks like maybe you've started working with Game Maker in recent months? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, how has that transition been? Like, how do you feel like those two programs kind of, like, work as platforms? Like, what are you finding good and bad about uh, having uh, or getting to work with Game Maker now? Well, Multimedia um, Fusion was easy to, to like, uh, make the code because you don't have to, uh, like, type any line of code, really. You just have to click and stuff and make... So it was faster to do stuff in, in Quick Team Fusion. And being honest, you have been working with it for over a decade. Yeah, ago. yeah, a decade ago, and I, I like you. You start to use it to it, but now I'm, we're trying to move to Game Maker. Game Maker is a more powerful tool. Uh, we had a lot of problems with Fodalos uh, regarding to collision and stuff like that. And Game Maker, it's more stable, doesn't have these problems, and like uh, you can export your games for game consoles like PS4, PSP, PS Vita, and stuff like that. And yeah, it, it's 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 harder because you have to really write lines of code. And for people who always work it with Fusion, it's like a challenge. But I have my friend. Um, Yuri, he's making almost the entire code of Blazing Chrome, and uh, he he's like an R coder right now. So it's uh, he's he's helping a lot in this process. That's that's awesome. And you mentioned you mentioned Blazing Chrome, and I have to yeah, say, yeah. my <laughs> if my friends know me as anything, they know me as the biggest Contra nerd ever. And when I saw you start posting gifs of. Uh, sort of like the beginnings of when you started working on this. Uh, I was I was very, very, very happy, Polly, let me say. Um, what, like, other than maybe... Because, like, when I, when I look at this game, I kind of get Contra Hardcore vibes. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, what other kind of inspiration are you taking for Blazing Chrome? Oh, uh, we got uh, some inspiration from Meadow's Look, because... Ah, good. Yeah, Blazing Chrome has some vehicles. Uh, we we are able to show the mech in, in the gifs, but there will be like two more vehicles in the game. And we got some inspiration from Gunstar Heroes, like the crazy, the crazy uh, like uh, fast action speed of the game. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, uh, even some stuff from like other games like uh, Mega Man X and and some weapons from uh, some shooting up stuff and there's a lot of uh, small games into the Blazing Chrome. It's not like a proper uh, Contra clone. It's there's had lots of small things in it. So you're like taking like just kind of like a little bit of everything and throwing in. Yeah. It sounds like a dream project in a way where you get to throw all of your inspiration into like this one yeah. big. Everything that I do is like a fanboy stuff. Like, oh, I like that in the game. I put it here. And but always like mixing that. a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so far we've seen, I believe, two playable characters, correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. 
Um, a friend of mine, uh, you'll have to forgive his name. It's not spelled the way it sounds. His name is Boner. (laughs) (laughs) And he asks if uh, Mavra and Doyle have any, like, fundamental gameplay differences, or are they basically the same character, but you got some different skins? Uh, yeah, they're basically the same character. Like in Meta's look, when you uh, change characters, they're just different skins. Uh, we did that to be uh, more like easy to balance the game. Yeah, yeah, because when you start throwing different weapon sets or something like that at a game, it's going to be yeah. way harder to balance. Yeah, sure. And like uh, maybe uh, uh, we're not sure about that yet, but we're like going to put a, a different class of character, and not not confirmed yet, mm-hmm. but. Thinking about. Hey, we're thinking about making a class of melee characters. Ah, you just beat me to my next question, because I was going to bring up <laughs> that... Uh, I don't know if you played Hardcore Uprising or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a DLC character named Sayori, and she was a sword user, and I was wondering, yeah. hey, like, if you had Jenny and Onikin, why not yeah. Why not Zaku and Blazing Crown? Yeah, that was the main, the main inspiration, like... Okay, in Onikin, we have Jenny that's like a run-and-gun game. She, like, yeah, transformed the game into a run-and-gun. Why not, in Blazing Chrome, we cannot put a character that will transform Blazing Chrome in a Strider-like game? Something like that. That would be so neat. And I have to yeah. imagine, like, trying to balance a game around that as well. Because you have, yeah, like, that's... there's one thing to have it, and then there's, like, being able to make it balanced. Like, do you have to yeah, change harder part so we were like trying we're still studying the idea to put this in, in the game mm-hmm. it's not uh, like a uh, like it's not we cannot talk like oh this will be in the game but we're, we're like uh, really looking into it and we hope we can do it that would be that would be rad <laughs> so um like what like i have to imagine that the idea for blazing chrome kind of like had to start creeping up while you were sort of finishing Odalis, but like how far back along did you know that like Blazing Chrome would be your next game? Oh man. You're going to be surprised. <laughs> okay. This 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 is kinda of funny because it was like uh it was like okay uh, I think I'm going to make a, a random gun game. It was... I think I'm tired of Metroidvanias. I want things that are more linear. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Uh, I cannot stand to make huge maps anymore. I, I would like a <laughs> fast-paced action arcade game. So we're like, uh, okay, let, let's do like a Contra? Yeah, Contra, okay. And that was it. Yeah. Boom. That's hey, that, sometimes that's as simple as it needs. Like you need a break from like something that's like I have to imagine it's just a heavily involved project of like putting something as big as Odalis together. Because like yeah. that is a game with a lot of assets, a lot of map to cover. Like yeah. yeah. It was lots of work to do and I was like uh, I just want to make a game to have fun, you know? Like yeah. uh, that was Blazing Chrome, a game to, to we can have fun making it. That's great, and I and I assume you're going for that old school kind of difficulty, right? Ah, oh, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. it's got to be difficult. People are gonna be disappointed yeah. if it's not. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't worry. 
<laughs> he can't do anything that is not difficult. I think that's why your games stand out. I think that they have, like... Like, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine the other day, and I told him that, like, a lot of game designers have um, a very unique feel of game to them. Like, there's a unique game feel, and I think that your games uh, have a very unique... Like, when I play a Joy Master game, I know it's a Joy Master game because... There's just a way that, like, enemies behave or the way the character feels that is very uniquely you. So it's just, like, I can definitely see that being the case. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, so, like, did you consider any other genre other than, like, maybe, like, a, like a run-and-gun shooty game? Like, were there any other genres that, like, maybe were kind of hanging in the background after a Dallas? Or was it just always... I need to make run and gunny, shooty, blasty game. After a week, I think during making a Dallas, Danilo thought, next game, I'm going to do that. And the next week was something entirely different. The thing is, the last months of developing a Dallas were so intense and stressful to him that I think that all he wanted to do was run away. But he <laughs> So he kept to himself until finishing Adalos, and then he just got to the first idea after Adalos, yeah. and fortunately it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, and I, I was even at, uh, thinking about, whoa, maybe in future we can make like a first-person shooter, like a retro-style game or something like that, but right now it's just Blazing Chrome and nothing new. And we have a friend that is doing a, a first-person shooter yeah, yeah. that is retro-style, so you don't have to do it I anymore. I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> Weight off your shoulders. So that's what that's what friends are for, to make the games yeah. that you just can't right now. Uh -huh. um, so, like, looking at the, 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 the graphical assets and stuff for, Gla for Blazing Chrome, you were going, like, uh, a, a more of a 16-bit kind of look for this game. I have to imagine yeah. that, like, these assets are taking quite a bit more, like, work to kind of generate and put together, or do you feel that it's just kind of about the same for you? Well, uh, at the beginning it was, like, hard mm -hmm. to work with more colors because, like, uh, all those years I was working with limited NES color palette and so, such a small like palette and stuff, and now I was like, okay, uh, I will like make like Sega Genesis stuff, and it was hard. And right now I was really like making stuff really uh, faster, mm -hmm. and even make stuff making stuff like in 3D 3D engines like 3D Max and exporting and painting over in like pixel art stuff and making a lot of uh, different ex assets and stuff like that. So uh, right now for me it's very comfortable, but in the beginning it was a really big challenge. So I I'm pretty sure this isn't a question you'll have a definitive answer for, but I've got to ask anyway. Any <laughs> idea of when we're going to see Blazing Chrome? Like when's that bad boy out? We're, we're hoping for the end of 2017, right? But um, not sure if... Yeah, because we are too early in the project. Yeah. When we started, we 
wanted it to be for the end of this year, but yeah. honestly, I'm not sure because we still haven't completed the first uh, stage yet. Yeah, the first level because we're I like. I think when we finish the first or the second, we can have a better uh, estimate. Yeah, yeah. Because the problem is we're like trying to make everything work before they started to rework in the rest of the game. Like Odalus was difficult to make because I was already making levels without like making the control input setup and stuff like that. So later in the game I had lots of trouble making those things. And now I was like, okay, we're we'll uh, like uh, spend lots of time making the this engineering stuff and like uh, supporting shaders, supporting a lot of stuff, supporting resolution, supporting game controllers, so we don't we don't have to uh, worry about it in, in the end of the game. Yeah, so you can get like all of the not fun stuff done, and then you get to do the real fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's but right. it's a very long process of non-fun stuff, yeah. so it gets kind of annoying. Yeah, it's like very frustrating because. Like, uh, we, we already have lots of assets done and stuff like that, but we're still making, like, some enemy uh, AI and stuff like that, so it's, it's kind of frustrating because we cannot, uh, like, make it the, the first level finish right now and publish a demo, uh, demo version. We have to first uh, making everything working perfectly to then we co continue to, to work in the game. Yeah, you want to get your toolbox together first, and then it's easy to just come back later and pull from that toolbox anytime you need something at yeah. a stage. Uh -huh. It's a really smart way to go about um, like creating a game, definitely. You want to get your fundamentals down uh, and all of that good stuff, so... Uh, like yeah, yeah. You can't rush greatness, though. You can't rush greatness. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what they always say, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I thought... Why don't we why, why don't we close out with a couple of fun uh, questions? What do you guys say? Okay. Okay. Sure. What is your favorite bad video game? Oh my! I have a lot of favorite bad video. Games. Oh, let's my, hear some of them. <laughs> my favorite definitely is Simon's Quest. Yeah. Oh yeah, Simon's Quest. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I love Simon's Quest. I think it's such an underrated game. <laughs> uh, honestly, because everybody can see the flaws. They're obvious. They're ridiculously obvious. But they do have great insights in that game. Yeah. And do have great evolution for them sakes. It's like the first Metroidvania. Yeah, I think it's the first open world game. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, like... Zelda, but... They had yeah. to try new things back then. You know, you can't you can't just like try a new thing and it be perfect your first time out. Uh, my my favorite uh, like uh, awful game is Shaken uh, Shaken. Oh, for, Shikanda for forever! Oh man, yeah. that game! Oh, that one's bad. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Holy shit! Yeah, he was playing like one week ago. Yeah. Oh wow. How do you how do you feel about Contraforce? Oh yeah, Contraforce is really bad. Really, it's a for the, the first PlayStation, right? Uh, pardon? Uh, it's it's for PlayStation Contraforce or is uh, the, uh, the 
Contra Force is the last NES Contra they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the one that you can choose some characters. Yeah, and... yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that that's awful, and I, I also love it. <laughs> you, you Sometimes a game is so bad, you have to love it. I think mine would be Sonic 2006. Yeah, something like that. Uh, uh, there's another game that uh, it's bad, but I love it. It's uh, Winback for Nintendo 64. Do you know that one? Oh, yeah, Winback. It's like one Winback of the earliest Force. examples of cover-based uh, third-person shooting. Yeah, I love that game, but it's awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> cool, and uh, I have a friend... Who is a cook who would murder me if I didn't ask? Uh-huh. What is one piece of cuisine they should try before they die that uh, you guys would recommend? <laughs> let's let's hear. What, what's your favorite food? What would you What would you suggest an American try? Mm. Um, we'd love to eat. So yeah. Don't you want to give us a, a restriction? Let's <laughs> Yeah, everything. Yeah, I know. Looking at your Twitters, you guys are always making me hungry. Oh yeah, like uh, I I make like uh, Brazilian style uh, ribs, uh, like uh, it, that was uh, cow ribs. Mm. So. Um, cow ribs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how how it's called in English. I guess just ribs. Maybe, maybe I guess it would just be like spare ribs. Ribs probably. Maybe, what we would yeah. In Brazil, we generally cook them whole, like um, the whole ribs of a cow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. We put in the fire, in like the sword stuff. <laughs> you, you guys already saw the, the, the like sword Brazilian barbecue? Yes. Yeah, so we put the ribs on that stuff and we, we put in the fire and I love it. I think it's the best meat I ever going to eat. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, um, before we head on out of here, um, is there anything that you two would like to plug? Well, um, like maybe you, you guys to stay tuned in your our Twitter and Facebook account because we're always like uh, throwing new stuff about Blazing Chrome and we are not very active yeah. but every time we have something new we generally post there uh, generally on Saturday right? yeah uh, yes. at least once a week yeah cool uh, so um, I guess I want to thank you guys again for lending me some of your time on a Saturday and uh, I hope I wasn't too boring no 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 um, <laughs> Uh, we're sorry about like uh, we're like tr trying to speak. Uh, it's it's kind of hard for us because uh, we're not speaking English so often. We're we're most like reading stuff in English. So, yeah, are listening. Yeah, uh, we're like rusty to to speak. So that's why we sometimes we're like uh, oh this is silence. Oh, silent. you you've sounded absolutely fine. Uh, I, I've completely okay. understood you. I'm pretty sure everybody else will understand you just fine. So, <laughs> thanks again, you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you.